Good morning and welcome to the Marcus Today Breakfast Briefing. My name is Henry Jennings. It is Tuesday, the 12th of April. And as usual, with all the information contained in this briefing, it is general advice only. So please do your own research. Contact your own financial advisor regarding any of the thoughts, ideas or insights in this briefing. And if you're listening to a podcast on the World Wide Web, wherever you are, then you can head on over to the marcustoday.com.au website and read the disclaimer there. And also you can click on and trial our newsletter if you're not yet a member. Otherwise, you can enjoy all the other goodies that are there on the newsletter website. All right, well, a bit of a soggy night in the US and not a particularly good start to the week for US markets. Once again, we have seen bond yields uh, pushing higher and as a result, equity prices pushing lower. And we are getting a little bit of jitters from the US market ahead of the US reporting season. And that bond market, uh, those 10 years pushing up, uh, really uh, not helping matters. 2.774% for US 10 years. And for those of you who didn't notice yesterday, we did actually go through 3% and our own 10-year bond yield. So that is certainly a factor upsetting the market at the moment but uh, very much eyes on reporting season. Also, don't forget we have the US CPI number out uh, this evening, uh, Tuesday, their time. Uh, It'll come out, I guess, uh, tomorrow morning. We'll know uh, the uh, US CPI and some suggesting it could be as high as 8.25%, which certainly would be um, towards the top end of forecast, but it certainly should be over 8%, but we'll see. As a result of all this, the Dow Jones fell 413 points, or 1.19%. The Nasdaq, as you would expect, given the uh, high valuation tech stocks, fell nearly 300 points, or 2.18%, 13,412. And the S&P 500 was down 76 points in the middle for diddle, down 1.69% to 4413. The VIX index, as you would expect, given all this negativity, was up three points or 15.17%. Remember, it's always good to buy insurance when it's cheap and not when the house is on fire. So uh, certainly some people picked up some bargains on that VIX when it was around 1920 uh, a couple of days ago. So um, that has been uh, good for them. But the US market's very much under the hammer because of those uh, yields, because of the Fed, and because of some concerns about CPI and, of course, US reporting season. And in commodities, we had Brent crude down 4.18%, $4.30. That is going to at least help the inflationary front back below 100 bucks, 98.48. Still pretty elevated, but a long way away from its spike high. WTI oil was down $3.97 or 4.04% to 94.29. The gold price slightly higher, up $2.7, dollars $2.70, 1948.20, up uh, 0.14%. And the iron ore price was down at 1.5%, $2.32. So uh, come down around 7 or 8 bucks from its highs in recent weeks now down to 153.18 in other commodities last night we saw copper down 1.3 nickel had a big fall down 4.3 percent aluminium down 4.3 percent zinc unchanged lead down 0.7 and ton down 0.45 percent mining stocks overseas last night freeport mcmoran down 2.6 percent alcoa down 1.9 tech up 1.8 percent still going well tech anglo down 2.4, Glencore down 1.5, Vale 
down 0.45, Arbomile down 2.4%, and BHP and Rio both easier in ADR terms. BHP down 2.28%, and Rio down 0.7 of a percent. Here you can see the S&P 500. It did try and stay, well, it did try and open the week on a relatively stable footing. But uh, we did see those Asian markets setting the tone for both Europe and the US. There was a big fall off in Asia uh, yesterday. More lockdowns in China really hurting the global growth story to some extent as well. That was one of the reasons why the oil price fell overnight as uh, Shanghai remains a cause for concern in terms of its economic impact on China and the zero COVID policy that China has been adopting. So that's certainly taking some of the positivity out of markets at the moment. So that S&P 500 closing pretty much on its lows last night and the uh, US tech sector in serious trouble. Apple down 2.5%, Meta down 26 Google down 3.4, Microsoft down 3.9, Amazon 2.2, Netflix down 2.1. US banks, though, fared relatively okay last night. Uh, JP Morgan down 0.4, Citigroup down 0.6. But to be fair, the US banking sector hasn't run hard into their results that they usually do. So uh, we're not seeing a massive pullback yet in those US banks uh, in line with some of those tech stocks that did get thumped last night. Block even down only 0.1 of a percent. So at least that part of our uh, tech sector will hold up relatively well in our market. As far as major stories go, well, the stocks fall as Treasury 10-year yields top 2.75%, and Europe moves to arm Ukraine with more modern weapons as sanctions fail to sway Putin. Looks like this uh, invasion, this conflict, is going to be lasting some time. And JP Morgan's uh, Kalangovic says it's time to take some profits on stocks. Mester sees U.S. inflation above 2% in 2023, believes Fed can avoid recession. Given that U.S. inflation is around 8% at the moment, it's certainly a pretty safe bet from Mester that it will be above 2% in 2023. And traders in the European time zone pricing in over 65 basis points of ECB rate hikes by the end of the year. And they're increasingly aligned on the need to raise interest rates, say the ECB officials. French elections. Now, we don't often concentrate much on French elections, but this time around, this is quite a big deal. Macron and Le Pen are heading into an April 24 runoff, and it's going to be a pretty close thing. Uh, Macron did have more votes than Le Pen in the, uh, the first runoff, but now we're down to two. It's a bit like Highlander. There can be only one. Now, the difference in policies of Macron and Le Pen are quite stark, and Le Pen will take France uh, somewhat more negative on the EU and certainly on NATO. They're even talking about pulling out of NATO, and Le Pen is seen a little bit more pro-Russia as well in some respects. So this is quite a big deal and uh, could once again put some instability into the European project. So it is, uh, I guess, somewhat important for Macron to uh, to keep uh, his position, but it's un well, it's not unknown for uh, French presidents not to get a second term. In fact, no French president has in the last twenty years got a second term. So the momentum is with Le Pen. So April twenty four, we will see the uh, that election. Uh, Biden will speak to Modi as the U.S. warns India on imports of Russian energy, and European Commission President von der Leyen 
has uh, said that it will accelerate Ukraine's membership. And China is accelerating its nuclear build-up over rising fears of a U.S. conflict. And the inflation numbers yesterday from CPI and PPI both topping forecasts. Supply pressures worsen, although Shanghai is starting to ease some of the lockdown measures that it has put in place. But the cases numbers are topping 26,000. And uh, U.S. banks set for big hits of revenues as deal-making dries up. Well, that's pretty much in the market. And as I said, the U.S. banks haven't really rallied into the results. So uh, the results should just be a confirmation, hopefully, of what is already known. As far as our market goes today, we've got the National Australia Bank's March Business Survey. And we've got New Zealand February Net Migration. And interestingly, tomorrow, the RBNZ is looking to raise interest rates for the fourth straight meeting on Wednesday. Now, the RBNZ is only a small cog in the central bank wheel. However, it is uh, a significant one because it is one of those economies that's not unlike ours, experiencing some of the same pressures in jobs, inflation and housing prices. So the Reserve Bank in New Zealand is expected to lift official cash rates by a quarter percent to 1.25. Don't forget... This goes out to you, Anthony Albanese, that the official cash rate in Australia is 0.1%. In the US, we did see those tech stock falls and pan-European stock 600 index dropped 0.6%, 2.2% slide in technology stocks. 10-year yields in the US, 2.78%, Australia 3%, Germany 0.81%. And we saw that SPY futures showing only a modest loss of 22 points. But I have to say uh, that will probably be uh, a tale of two cities today for our market. We should see banks continuing to hold up relatively well, given results are due soon, as well as those big fat dividend checks. But also because of the bond yields, that 3% Plus, in Australia, is certainly helping those margins at the moment. But with commodities under pressure, commodity stocks will also be under pressure. And certainly oil and gas stocks will be under pressure today as well. So 22 points could easily turn into significantly more if we see further falls in the Dalian iron ore futures as well, taking BHP down. Of course, BHP around 11% of our index. So any move in BHP is a significant move for our index. So it looks like we're limping into Easter at the moment. Uh, Shopify says it plans for a 10 for 1 stock split for its common stock. And the CPI inflation for March, which is the US CPI, is likely to cross 8% year on year for the first time since January 1982. That is a long time ago, 40 years. And the most active construction material steel rebar on the Shanghai Futures Exchange yesterday, slipped 3.1%. Uh, if it continues to do that, that will further pressure the likes of BHP Rio. Fortescue had a big day yesterday, down around 3%. Crossbet, a new Northern Territory bookmaker, heading for an IPO through Shaw and Partners. Good luck with that. I suspect they are going to struggle, to be quite honest. Uh, it's a very small one, and they haven't taken very much in the way of bets. been established around four years and only started taking bets about a year ago. So I would say they would struggle big time to get that one away. And insurers could face a margin squeeze on higher reinsurance costs. Rate rises in store as flood damage bites. So we are seeing some uh, companies wanting to pass on big rate increases to the people they insure. Of course, there comes a point where people stop insuring. 
and uh, insurers could face a much higher cost to reinsure against some of these uh, floods, fires, etc. And in the papers today, Shell has questioned whether green hydrogen will be here as soon as some believe. The most uh, the most common or the most popular way that it will be shipped and stored is through ammonia shipping but that is quite expensive and it's also quite energy inefficient to turn green hydrogen into ammonia so shell has just questioned the pace of uh, whether the green hydrogen revolution will come a little later rather than sooner question of the day today is um, as we approach the merger between bhp's oil and gas assets assets and wool and woodside will you be keeping your woodside shares if you're a bhp shareholder or will you be looking to unload your woodside shares as time goes on well that's it for me today thanks very much for listening you can head on over to the marcus today facebook discussion group as usual we'd love to hear your thoughts ideas and insights over there it is a great group three and a half thousand members on the group actually more joining every day so it is a great group and uh, certainly a very well-behaved and very well-run group. So I would urge you, if you haven't signed up to that, to sign up to that. You can also, of course, sign up to the other three streams of Marcus Today Consciousness, whether it's the Morning Meeting Strategy Podcast, the On the Desk Podcast, where the team in Melbourne discuss uh, things financial, or whether it's my On the Couch Podcast, where I talk to some of the industry players, some CEOs, etc., and talk about some of the things that uh, uh, they are able to pass on to investors and also uh, some of the insights into their companies. The last one I did was with Gemma Dale from Nabtrade, really interesting one, fantastic lady, Gemma, and really smart and talking about some of the things that she sees at the pointy end of Nabtrade in terms of investor behavior, what stocks investors like, what stocks they follow, and also terms of uh, volumes and the amount of trades that are happening out there at the moment. So it's an interesting podcast. I urge you all to have a listen to that one. But that's it for me today. Thanks very much for listening. Have a great day and may the trading gods be with you.